No Gods, No Monsters contains spoilers, profanity, and substance use. thoughts on playing in abandoned buildings oh i used to do that shit all the time not when i was like uh what's his name ichiro is that his name yeah Yeah. not when i was his age but as like a teen there used to be a place that's like a very hip kind of it's it's turned into sort of like a hip dining district now but like back in the day used to have all sorts of wonderful abandoned structures with like that tons of people had gone exploring in and leaving little remains in and like you'd yeah. be on the second floor of a factory and there'd just be like a car that had been set on fire <laughs> in there and like it's how did it I mean, it's unclear how it got there but yeah i'm i'm pro urban oh, exploration yeah. charlie charlie um theoretically i'm pro i don't think i ever have though uh but you know it's the summertime, so <laughs> maybe I can knock that off my list. I definitely feel like in urban areas, when like everything's closed off, even more than when we were kids. When we were kids, there were way more like open parks, I feel like. And even like you could go to schools when they were closed and play on the shit. Now I feel like everything's fenced off. Oh. But when we were kids, like abandoned buildings to me were like the best. It's like the only wild left. And there's something great to me about the idea that... Uh, like the most fun, one of the most fun and free things you can do as a kid is like breaking and entering into the refuse of like a crumbling society. So I really dug that part of the movie. Mm-hmm. That was a yeah. That was a good, a good thing. Where we should mm-hmm. all have a meetup where we we go urban exploring. I feel like we're of the right age. Drop some acid, climb some scaffolding, just do it. <laughs> yeah, definitely I... mid thirties is when <laughs> yeah. peak exactly. urban exploring That's age. <laughs> everybody knows that's that's when you're supposed to do it uh well welcome to no gods no monsters we're the anti-capitalist kaiju and giant monster podcast in a world where no one's coming to save us i'm rabbit here with charlie here with barto barto i feel like you're such a regular it's weird to like special introduce you now no don't do um, it just i'm just here sometimes it's fine yeah I'm gonna weasel my way you. in Okay. Let's just not even introduce him anymore. That's a good point. Like, it takes up a lot <laughs> just, of text and a lot of yeah. <clears throat> energy. We should just... So just me, introduce me and you. Yeah, me, Charlie, are here. Uh, we're ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. Today we're talking about... Don't 19- have a cow, man. <laughs> today we're talking about 1969's All Monsters Attack, also known as Godzilla's Revenge, which... What do y'all think of these titles? Wait, um... um Really? The Japanese version, I believe, is Godzilla's Revenge. Isn't that um, the second Godzilla movie? Uh, I don't Isn't think that so. Also called Godzilla's Revenge. I don't think so. I can't remember what it's called. Oh but... my god! I can't believe we have a Godzilla podcast. And can't Godzilla raids again? Uh, raids again? Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. But my bad. Disinfo. Either way, all <laughs> monsters attack. No, they don't. All monsters <laughs> don't even show up. Godzilla's Revenge, what are you even talking about? Like, go back to the first one. That one makes more sense in God. Yeah. Uh, And the the monster's attacking. It's really just 
old footage of monsters previously attacking. Yeah, yeah I, except for our our, our new man. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, oh, man, we've gone into so many spoilers already, but Charlie, will you tell us what this movie is about? Yeah, so I don't think I even uh, read over this. So I hope it makes sense, and I hope there aren't any <laughs> slurs in it or anything. If it makes sense, uh, it won't be an accurate synopsis. Good point. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Everyone, this is serious time. Let's put it on your serious mask. A filthy, smog-covered, industrial capitalist hellscape. That's how the hometown of Ichiro, a young, lonely, bullied, loser-ass child, has historically been described. Ichiro is often bullied by a kid named Gabra, who resembles a tall, scaly creature with balding tufts of red hair, (laughs) tiny horns, and Pikachu-esque electric attack abilities. No wonder this kid is King Bully. That shit's scary. In a world without friends and without parents who are too caught up in the motions of capitalism to be present for their child, Ichiro often escapes in his imagination to Monster Island, an island that's home to all the kaiju of the Goji franchise. Here he has befriended the son of Godzilla, Manila, historically described as the ugliest kaiju of them all. Conveniently, Manila is for some reason shrunk down to human child size, and he is fluent in Japanese, (laughs) unlike any of the other monsters on Monster Island, which doesn't really make sense, because this is all just a fantasy in Ichiro's head, so he could have easily just had all the kaiju speaking Japanese, um, or with the ability to change size at will. Anyways, Manila learns, and along the way teaches Ichiro to stand up to bullies. (laughs) In particular, Gabra, who resembles a small Japanese child with a bad attitude and a love of knocking (laughs) painters off of ladders. Ichiro uses these lessons in in reality to stand up not only to a school bully, but to knife-wielding thieves that have kidnapped him. Honestly, this movie sucks and you shouldn't watch it. The end. Forget it, Bart. It's all monsters attack, baby! <laughs> this is not my least favorite of this era. <laughs> I I think the, the original Manila movie, I forget whatever that one's called. Son of Godzilla. Son of Godzilla. Way okay. worse. Way nah, more unwatchable. That kind of rips. Uh-uh. In fact, that movie is so good, they use multiple scenes from it in this movie. <laughs> they did. <laughs> I Well, yeah, let's go right into general thought. I mean, I I kind of agree this movie is bad like there is no way anybody's gonna tell me this movie is not a bad movie but i was more entertained than i was in son of godzilla and more than i was in destroy all monsters for sure like i there was a story i could grab onto and destroy all monsters the whole time i'm watching it, i'm like wait so there's these pe- okay these ones are aliens okay why are the people on the moon going back okay wait why do i care about this person oh this person had a bug in their head like i don't i'm trying to keep track and i don't care and this one i actually am like what's gonna happen to this kid what's like i i feel for his like plight i don't know but it's also a scathing like it's a pile of dog shit as well for sure yeah yes it's not good it but it's it, there's like yeah a character you care about who isn't just like like destroy all monsters like you're saying it feels like every line in that is just like procedural it's they're just yeah. like telling you like okay now we're going to point b now we're going to point c and there's like we have a kid who's 
plight is sympathetic and it's like very like 90s tv movie schlock mm-hmm. um yeah. but yeah. way ahead of its time in that way anti-bullying absolutely <laughs> um yeah no i mean it's like it it could be a degrassi junior high storyline um <laughs> plus monsters but they should <laughs> they should do a recut where they put in scenes of uh drake in a wheelchair uh Absolutely. Same. That's not, that's Degrassi the next generation, but, uh, okay. Sorry. But yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all I remember from Degrassi. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's, and it's 69 minutes. It's 69 minutes. I know it, it is like the, so like that, that is nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> and it literally is nice because you're yeah. just when you're like, wait, how is is this and you look down you're like oh i'm two-thirds done fuck mm-hmm. yeah okay i can make it like yeah, yeah. which is uh, not saying a lot about the movie where that's where my head's at right yep yep um, um, but especially if you do what i did the second time you watch it and you skip over the drunk. reused footage yeah. it's only like you know 49 minutes or something <laughs> yeah. I mean, but the reused footage is like the best footage <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know because it's just all godzilla beating up monsters <laughs> true but uh, this is a question i have of like you're reusing footage why reuse recent stuff from movies that are worse why not reuse way older stuff that people are less likely to remember back when people are going to movie theaters like they had you know 15 years of stuff to pick from and they picked Ebira horror of the deep and son of godzilla why so, so- well I thought about this the first time I watched this movie like a year ago when I was just sort of like rapidly going through all the Godzilla movies. Like I was doing one a day and, and I was thinking about how like, this is not how you're supposed to watch these movies. You're supposed to watch them once a year when they come out, you know? And this was much more enjoyable after having not seen the footage for a year. Like, I could totally, I, I wasn't like tricked into thinking that this was an all new stuff, but it was like kind of, I wouldn't say exciting, but heading in that direction, you yeah. know, as opposed to just, yeah. oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what I was going to say. It's uh, like, yeah, they, they could have put in some older footage, but nonetheless, this is an idiot and era before home video or like yeah. even just uh theaters uh you know so most people they assume most people aren't going to be seeing those movies again and uh just throwing in a scene probably wasn't as a blatantly um uh, budget constraints as it stands out to us uh yeah nowadays uh, i also this discussion is nope. making me wonder like i i kind of wonder you know they're going in this friendlier monster island direction where like uh, godzilla's a dad now and like you know mm. like maybe there's this kind of idea that they're trying to that they're that's vaguely there that like godzilla and mothra or godzilla and rodan would be like buddies and so like you gotta pick ibira and the random mantises for him to fight because this is monster island they're all friends now and like playing together and these are the threats that you know nobody's gonna be like don't hurt rodan you know what i mean I don't know. Um, I just want to add that it, it, this conversation like made me think, uh, did people actually go to see ev- 
Like, how many people actually went to see every Godzilla movie? Right. In the 60s or whatever. Yeah. Especially people who started watching them in the 50s and are mm-hmm. like, oh, this this child-ass Godzilla yeah. movie or this whole series of child-ass Godzilla movies. Yeah. Like, what are, why would I spend my money on this? Like, it feels like it gets easier and easier to, like, reuse footage without consequences. Yeah. Also, especially because uh, these ones now are uh, aimed towards children, so... They're going to be a lot, way less discerning and have uh, less memory. Um, yeah. And not to mention children love rewatching things that they mm-hmm. like. So Yeah, I mean, my entire childhood was like the same two seasons of four Nickelodeon shows over and over for 10 years. And I was fine with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I was watching those Looney Tunes movies where they just like reuse footage from the TV shows. And I was yeah. like, I knew what was happening. And I was still like, I'm just delighted to be here. You know, totally. What? Well, Looney. Oh, you don't mean like Joe Dante. No, 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 no. Okay. No. They had like made for TV Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Specials or whatever. Well, okay, so there's one kind of weird thing about this movie that I think we should get out of the way right away. Like, what is going on with, like, do kaiju exist in the world of this movie? Or is this a movie in a world where Godzilla is a franchise that people are aware of? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, um, they don't really give you enough to kind of decide either way. It something I thought about this watch while I was thinking about this. So, you know, the the idea is this really comes to a head at the very end of the movie when the the neighbor is saying that like like kids can I forget the line, I meant to look it up, but like kids can make up their own gods in the same way that adults do. And yeah. You know, oh. this kid decided Manila and Godzilla are are his gods. And and the thing that I started thinking about is in I don't know if it's the next one, but um Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Um the child in that is playing with a Godzilla toy in the beginning That's of it. It's a common thing after this movie. Yeah, like in really? the Heisei area, there's toys in a lot of them. But that's the first time I saw it was, yeah, in Hedera, in uh, Smog Monster. And and, it, and it's, so we can, we can have both where it's like mm. we've commodified Godzilla or these monsters that are real <laughs> into products. Sure. Um, and I mean, which makes sense, you know, kids have stuffed lions and stuff like that mm. which are quite real and also ferocious but yeah. um but yeah they they make it seem like maybe there is no monster island even though and there definitely mm. is within the Godzilla canon <laughs> the thing that made me think about it right off the bat in the beginning was when they were talking about how the car oh I should mention real quick I have a shitty downloaded version so I probably I know I have different subtitles than Charlie I don't know about you so some of these lines I quote yeah might be different As um, your outline uh, there's a couple things I was wondering about <laughs> for sure um, anyways um so the line that for me made me wonder right away was they were like oh that car that's what Manila sounds like and I was like, why would you know what Manila sounds like? 
unless like you could have heard of Manila or Mina or whatever. Mm-hmm. But why would you know that? And also, I'm like, okay, it's a kid, whatever. I've heard a kid say, you're as brave as five mermaids before. Like, I don't... The kids just say shit. Um, but, like... I'm a kid. But, but like... Uh, you're not that brave. <laughs> no, not to me. I, my, the kids who used to play by the Earth First Journal House had the best analogies for each other. And one was really good at complimenting. Anyway, um... But yeah, I was just like, wait, why would you know this? Have you watched it? Or are you just saying that? Or I don't know. Yeah. Um, to piggyback off that, uh, his friend isn't like, what the hell's a Manila? Um, yeah. of course this could have been sure. something he's talked about a bunch before, but. Or in either option, Manila, either yeah. Manila exists or it's a TV thing. He'd know what Manila is. Yeah. I kind of assume just because everything, every movie we've seen so far has been in a universe and there's not enough in this to suggest otherwise. I just assume that monsters, that the kaiju do actually exist. But, yeah, there isn't really enough to go off of. Yeah, I, I to me, it's like the fact that the monsters only happen in a kid's dream sequences is a big mm-hmm. shift from all the other ones, but I, I agree, we don't have enough. I also think that um, the one thing that was interesting to me is if, let's say there are movies and he's seen the movies, then his dreams being reused footage would be a lot more interesting, right? Because he's just seeing the yeah. old movies as part of his dreams. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. that. Uh, Barto, you brought up something when we were talking earlier about like the, the commentary this might be saying about like commercialization. I don't know if you had more on that. I mean, it just sort of... Um... Uh, I mean, not really. It, it's just, it just sort of runs. It, I, I thought about how, um, for little kids, most of the time who are not raised in like a very, very religious household, you know, um, IPs take a, a very similar role to yes. religious texts and things like that. And um, this uh, neighbor is very chill about, you know, this kid deciding that the mm-hmm. Godzilla IP or the real monster um, uh, can be a, a religious text for this kid. But it, it does sort of like, I, I don't know if the movie is like making that point explicitly that like kids love our movies and <laughs> they have become a sort of uh, like a sort of iconography. Um, They're flaunting in front of uh, parents' faces. We <laughs> are your children's God. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. That is that is really interesting. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I I also think the neighbor was really chill with him. I like that. Uh, I don't, I know this wasn't um, in there, but in my you know, like okay, the kid says it's like oh, it was Minnie who helped, and walks away, and all the reporters are there, and the neighbor is like oh, you know, and does that explanation, and he has a little grin on his face, and I almost I almost imagine that he's being like, can you believe this this fucking kid picked Minya to be the god, like that's the one he wants to hang <laughs> yeah. out with, like can you believe this reporter? Because <laughs> uh, Minya sucks, and kids yeah. are dumb for liking him. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely sucks. He, um, he's... but maybe 
You know, I didn't think this kid sucked that much, but maybe we're not shown enough of him, and he does actually really <laughs> suck, so that's why he uh, he relates to Manila. Manila is... I don't know if they, like... They must have changed his fit, the suit, from the, the first yeah. time we see him. Because he's less, like, I remember... Son of Godzilla, he was, like, viscerally distressing to look at to me. This one. Yeah, they, like, they ironed out some of his wrinkles or burn scars or something. Yeah. Yeah. And Still I, very I, ugly. I figured that that was wrinkles from, like, the goo of the egg that he was in. and Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, like, like how all babies look very, very strange when they first emerge in the world. But, For yeah. sure. Much less, much less horrifying in this one. Still not great, but in fact, one of my notes in here was uh, Manila has no friends because he's ugly, uh, which isn't very nice. <laughs> but, That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a really uh, kind of depressing conversation when um, yes. I think it's the second time uh, Ichiro goes into Monster Island and he sees... Uh, Manila hanging out by himself, and he goes up to him and says, "What are you doing?" And then uh, Manila's like, "Nothing. I have no friends." Yeah. <laughs> like, what a and then uh, Ichiro's like, "Oh, me too." <laughs> he just has that ready, like that's yeah. He's like, that's that's just kind of funny. It's like, "What are you doing?" Like, I do tons of things all the time without friends, but he's just like, "I'm not doing anything because I don't have any friends." Yeah, the answer <laughs> is thinking about how I have no friends for sure. Yeah. Ichiro does have a friend, though, right? He I know is... that. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad for that kid when Ichiro too. said that. Yeah, um, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just we don't know shit, though. Maybe that kid is no, maybe they're no just friend. Walking to school, buddies. I, I don't know. I definitely like new kids, like in high school, who was like, like, de- like, uh, being a bummer was like kind of their thing, and they'd be. Oh, yeah, I just don't have any friends, but, like, I yeah. know that dude has friends. He has a crew of people I, just like him who are also I huge I didn't know brothers. you in high school. I did, uh, yeah, no, I, I know. Uh, were you that kid? Were you the kid who, oh, I don't have any friends, but you actually did? It's hard to tell because Charlie got the egg goo off his face. Oh, <laughs> same guy. Okay. Yeah. You were a goo kid. <laughs> Still so, am. Charlie, you mentioned in your synopsis the like some of the like interesting kind of critique of capitalism, kind of working class stuff mm. in this. But let's let's go into that. Um, I mean, the yeah. main crux of this movie starts with a child basically dealing with life while his parents are at work because you know they have to work yeah. all the time. Um, Although every time he walks by uh, the train track, his dad passes by, so I, I don't know how hard his dad's working. His dad's just a trade hopper who stole a suit. And, um, yeah, I didn't notice when we were watching it the first time, but yeah, the like the opening of this movie, which is kind of cool, has cool music and then goes to like these shots of yeah. like, what's going to happen and what already has happened. Um, we, it, we should note that the the music has vocals in it, which is a uh, yes rare for like a you know a main theme type of thing for these movies. I don't know if we've had one like that yet. I, I really okay. liked the line: "The pollution are the real monsters." Really like oh, that yeah. part of the lyrics. Yeah. Did yours have uh, subtitles awesome. for the lyrics? I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I didn't know. Sick. 
Sorry, I think mine only did for like one line of the song, but I just don't think it did for most of it. Yeah, and it, which again leads to the conclusion that perhaps these monsters aren't real and pollution <laughs> is real. True. It also kind of makes the stuff we're about to talk about less of us trying to find stuff and more like purposeful. Um, <laughs> like the opening is these tropical island shots. Then all of a sudden you have this industrial pollution that looks like fucking shit. And smog everywhere uh, that really sets up like, oh, you know, this is the cool world we're used to seeing. This is the real world. Look at this fucking shit. What have we done? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a much more interesting read on this movie than the the text of the movie is giving us. So I'm glad sure. we're, mm -hmm. we're heading down this path. Yeah. I mean, it's the 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 monster is you know, Capitalism. economic inequality, you know, or yeah. whatever, you know, it's, it's very much like the dad is, is talking like, I want to move to a place where my son mm. won't get asthma, which is so <laughs> bleak. Is that what he but, says? Yeah. Mine doesn't say yeah. that. Oh shit. Well, yeah. uh, in mine, uh, wait, Bart, where did you watch this? Did you download it or? I watched that HBO. HBO. Okay. Um, yeah. that's probably the same as mine in terms of the, subtitles, uh, but the, uh, the Janus films one. Yeah. Yeah. That's criterion. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh yeah. And it, it, his, his, uh, coworker is like, Oh, you better watch out. Your kid looks pale. And you know, this bad environment can give a kid asthma. And the dad's like me and, uh, my wife have, Plan to save up enough money to get to, to move somewhere with clean air. Um, That's dude, right. I gotta, yeah. I gotta tell y'all what mine says. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. The coworker says, he "Hey, says no. are you having trouble with your kid?" And the dad says, "Like, what? Why?" And the coworker says, "He seems pretty quiet. That's not normal." <laughs> <laughs> the dad says, "Everyone works so hard. We forget about the kids. I'm going to give up this mm -hmm. life when I save enough money and move out of the city. Whenever that will be." Fucking weird. Wow. How different that very is. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whitewashing um, the message. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That also. Okay. I, I had to ask something about your outline. You mentioned the character Yuichi. Is that the neighbor? Yeah. Okay. He's named something else in ours. Um, Hell yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'll just say neighbor. But but yeah, speaking of all this capitalist stuff, so uh, basically his his dad's always working, and then um, at least for this, at least for the story, his mom has to like pick up a shift at work because one of her coworkers is sick, so she's not home. Um, but you get the feeling it's, that's not uh, particularly um, rare, irregular. Yeah, uh, that she's often not there. So he he's befriended to this he's befriended this older. The same age as his parents' adult neighbor, who also is a toy maker. Um, but it really does start to feel like because his dad's so absent that this character, this neighbor character, at least I thought he, he was also kind of like a stand-in as a as a father figure as well. Yeah. Um, there's even some parallels between him and uh, Ichiro and Medilla and Godzilla that you see um, kind of show up. But totally. Uh, can you can you 
go over your thoughts on that because I kept thinking about how there was no there. It felt like they were trying to do like equivalents, but like Godzilla is such a a, a, a mean dad, and <laughs> and he did not have a mean Ichiro did not have a mean father figure in his life. His dad really. Um. He yeah. was working too much, but yeah. was seemed like a very nice guy, and his neighbor was also a supremely nice dude. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, well, I mean, I don't know if it was even explicitly on purpose, but like both Godzilla and um, the neighbor are trying to, uh, you know, are basically like, you need to stand up to your bullies and stand up for yourself. Um, That's true. But yeah, I mean, in general, just... Um, maybe there wasn't maybe direct parallels, like you said. Goji is kind of a bad father. Where uh, um, Ichiro asks him, like, "Why aren't you with uh, Goji?" And Manila's like, "Oh, he'd get mad if I was around him <laughs> yeah. all the time." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. There is that thing where you get the idea that. Godzilla is all about showing his son how to stand up for himself. He teaches him how to blow radiation and, um, you know, wants him to, to stand up and fight Gabra. And then every time, you know, he cuts out of his fantasy world, I mean, at least in the first half, Ichiro's with his, uh, with the toy maker, who's just like, you know, you got to stand up for your bullies. And he's just kind of there comforting him. So not yeah. in the same way, maybe, but it definitely kind of shows him as a, fatherly figure um definitely totally uh, definitely. more so than his actual dad who we only see you know in the beginning of the end of the movie where it's obvious that his actual dad cares about him but it's just the nature of capitalism where his dad has to make money um i so, thought it was kind of yeah. interesting that the dad has that conversation with the co-worker about having to make money and the very next shot is us finding out that thieves stole 50 million yen from a bank and it, it's set up so specifically from the father like having the capitalist uh like issues having to do with that straight to the people stealing 50 million yen that you'd think that it's kind of like at first I was like, oh, is this supposed to be sympathetic? Like, we could see why people would want to steal money. Even if you work as hard as these parents, their kids are going to get fucking asthma, right? And then, yes. no. <laughs> <laughs> then it, it felt to me like it was actually doing the, like, look, here's the people doing it the right way to make money and the people doing it the wrong way to make money. But yeah. what yes. did you all think? No, you're completely right. It was so frustrating. <laughs> Barto's rubbing his face furiously <laughs> in frustration. It was so frustrating because I, I mean, and and like the the thieves are assholes, you know, they're jerks. Um, and and uh, I don't wish them well. I mean, mm-hmm. but but yeah. I do wish I could have wished them well. I wish yes, they exactly. had taken that ri- that risk in this movie, um, and they just didn't. Um, no. And, I, yeah. Did um, uh, they? I might have completely missed it. Did they say where the money was stolen from? A bank in mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where do either of you have any idea, like how much money that is? It's a suitcase full. <laughs> no i i i feel but, like we looked it up when we were watching it somebody want to do a conversion real quick i'm gonna do it real quick 
there's okay you guys have to start talking about something else this is going to be this is a multi-pronged another similarity between godzilla and ichiro's father is that they both have um ugly children yeah definitely (laughs) um yeah maybe i can't i could have sworn i wrote something in my down here but all i can find is that is how they both tell their kids to stand up for each other yeah so it's about 1.3 million u.s 2022 dollars wow okay okay all right it's a good job y'all that is a big haul like yeah when i was watching i was thinking that doesn't sound like it's that much even (laughs) though i have no idea yeah for sure um Well, let's move on to just talking about Ichiro. He's he's basically our our only super fleshed out character. Uh, what do you all generally mm-hmm. think about him? Uh, I I thought he was. I appreciated that he was this like imaginative, brave. He, and despite the fact that the whole time they're saying he's he's not facing his fears or whatever, he was actually yeah. quite brave. Yeah, the whole yeah. time totally. he, he had a curious mind. I don't really understand what his interest in vacuum tubes was. Like <laughs> yeah. that was very strange to me. But um, yeah, but hey, look, a ground score is a ground score. <laughs> you know, the the only time that he like ran away from his troubles was when he had like there were it was five against one yeah. or whatever. That's. Yeah, that, the, the the toy maker is like, you got, oh, Gabra, that's a bully, huh? You got to stand up to him, and it's, why'd you run away? And it's like, well, he wasn't just running away from Gabra. It was like a whole group of kids. Yeah. I don't know. If, like, if a whole gang of people is stepping up <laughs> on me, even if, you know, a whole gang of really aggressive children is stepping up yeah. on me. You know, Probably like, even more so. I'm gonna yeah. fucking dash. I don't want to deal with that shit. No, get out of there. No way. Yeah. No, he was brave as fuck. Uh, I I also really loved his like facial expressions and the monster noises he made. Like this kid Kiki. was such a better kid than we've had in the Gamera movies yeah. before. Yeah, totally. like, he killed it. Um, probably because he didn't have oh. an American friend. <laughs> A lot of these kids in these movies can be really annoying, and this seems like a role where it, it would really uh, kind of especially be annoying. But yeah, I didn't find this kid annoying at all, and uh, uh, yeah, his character was, was brave and was imaginative, he, unless these were just movies he was inserting himself into, which I guess would not be as imaginative. But still but, imaginative. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was no Kevin McAllister, what, but he was still, he still stood to the thieves. When, I um, thought the sweetest thing about him was like, he had this, he had this fucking class analysis where like, he didn't want to eat yes! uh, the neighbor's food because he didn't want him, to, in mine it said to go bankrupt. Yes! Uh, he didn't want him to go bankrupt. And I, I loved the neighbor's like, uh, fucking, I'm not going to go bankrupt off Sukiyaki, but like, what a sweet, self-aware oh, yeah. child. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I not when I was that age, but like, yeah, I was terrified of my parents being put out of house and home for like things I needed as for a sure. little kid. You know, like I didn't get braces 
as a little kid, I refused braces because I was so afraid that we couldn't afford oh, to. Yeah. And so, like, that scene was, was like, kind of touching to me. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, totally. And uh, in, in a way, which is, again, why I like this movie more than a lot of the other um, movies in this era. Because there's, like, mm-hmm. there's this kid who, like, I don't necessarily see myself in because I actually tried to have imaginary friends as a little kid and I just mm. couldn't do it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I had real friends, but like I could not manage yeah. imaginary friends, but my go Charlie. Oh. I should say my main imaginary friend, he was like, he would often, I would often become him as like another personality and, a uh, but I think he was also there sometimes, not as me. But uh, his name was Spike Damage, and he was cool. <laughs> Dude, Spike that's amazing. That's fucking sick. He wore like leather jackets and like biker jackets. I mean, hell yeah. Spike cool. Damage is like a great like mid '80s hardcore guy name. Like, <laughs> yeah, like totally. in a band with songs like that are just called like Respect. And <laughs> I'm picturing him as like a, a not like a big boss, but like a henchman mini boss in like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. <laughs> yeah, yes. you know, yes, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's so yeah, cool. I, Thank you for that insight, Charlie. It's like <laughs> seriously, yep. name name an interaction between two characters that was that like human and touching. In any of the Godzilla movies we've watched over the last, like, yeah. of maybe even of the 60s. Like, that was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another example of that is at the end, after he's gone through this whole ordeal where he was fucking being held as, uh, as like, a get-out card for these thieves with armed with knives. Um, and he goes back, and he's he's sitting at a table with his mom, and his mom's like, I'm never going to work late again. And he's like, I wish... You know, you could be around all the time, but I know you got to go out and make money. It's okay. Totally. And he's just like totally understanding and like, yo, I know the system that we're under and you got to do what you got to do. It's cool. I don't hold it against you. Um, yeah. He, he, in mine, uh, he said something like, uh, oh, but it's so that we can live better. Right. Um, and I feel like it's cause he got a taste of that sukiyaki and he's like, keep working, mom. I want to eat that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was really sweet too like that that was like his Uh, kind of arc and then mm -hmm. but he was almost there already the whole time yeah 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 uh this kind of reminds me just a little side anecdote uh i remember i was working as a camp counselor at like this camp for like troubled kids which could be anything of you know they have autism they or maybe they have anger issues or maybe they're just kind of loners any any kind of troubled thing that's that's had an effect on their lives i remember there was one kid who uh this was when anheuser-busch was bought by uh i forgot that brazilian company or merged with that other company or something and this kid's dad worked for anheuser-busch and i remember at one meeting one day when we were talking about our feelings uh the kid 
start like bawling his eyes out and he's talking about how he's afraid his dad's gonna lose his job and this camp you know has cost money and he feels like horrible mm-hmm. that he's being this huge yeah. drag on his on his family's income because of this and that's something that's always kind of stuck with me this like really sweet kid just having this huge kind of yeah uh, emotional panic attack over just the the being not sure about his family's bunny situation in the future. Totally. But yeah, that this so that kind of just reminded me of that story. Yeah. Yeah, look at this movie, man. Look what it's doing mm-hmm. to us. I mean, fuck. It's a good one. It's a good I mm-hmm. anyway. Uh <laughs> it's it's one of Honda's favorites. That's that makes sense. I according it, to I Wikipedia. Always, I always forget that he did it, but he I don't know. Yeah, it just has so much more subtlety and care than the than the Fukuda ones. Um, Agreed. Oh, Honda's favorites. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. so the main arc in this is him supposedly learning to be brave, as silly as we've kind of pointed this out. So, you know, there's two things. There's the bullies and the thieves, and then there's Gabra. But uh, for the bullies, I mean, I don't know. I don't have much to say about them. They steal his ground score. They call him Chicken. They sucked. I didn't like them. What about y'all? Yeah. Um, honking a horn while a painter is on a ladder. Very dangerous. Yes. And um, Ichiro went ahead and did it anyways when he didn't need to. Which is I, I, I thought about how it's sort of the same ending as Grease, where like the lesson at the end of yes. Grease is yes. if you... like dress cool and smoke cigarettes you'll actually have like tons of friends which is true, true. from experience well, yeah. and he doesn't join the gang though he won't join yeah but he'll do but what he's the like gang look does. i can do this shit anyways <laughs> he's like look i can kill this i can paralyze this painter anyways and it's <laughs> irregardless of you having any power over me it's, yeah it's just it's so interesting that he learned like some you know kind of class consciousness and capitalism, like how it's affecting his parents and was sweet to them about it, but l- totally missed the worker solidarity part. Yeah. Like, <laughs> very yeah. strange. Painters aren't actually the prolet- members but of the proletariat. In mine, at least, when they said, like, oh, honk the horn at first, he went, he's working, no. And then later he's like, I oh, don't fuck care, I'm going to look cool as hell when I do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was going to fucking... The other interesting uh, little tidbit that Ichiro did that really made me laugh both times I've watched this movie was him, like, cheering as Godzilla blew up those fighter jets that presumably yeah. had <laughs> Japanese soldiers in them. I don't know. <laughs> well, be like, they Yay! said that the jets come by every day and bomb them or all the time and just bomb the monsters, at least in mine. <laughs> So I don't remember if it said that. At least in mine, it was I, just like, what are those? And Minnie was like, oh, those are the jets. They fly over us and drop bombs. It's like, whoa, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. I don't know if that's... Maybe, this maybe that was in our version. I don't remember. But, and then uh, when Godzilla teaches fun, uh, Manila how to do the breath, don't they do it on like a downed uh, yeah. fighter plane? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they sure do. Awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Just, Damn, he he almost learned a lesson and became a misanthrope, but he he got out of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, okay, these thieves. Uh, have you all seen Home Alone Two? Lost in New York. Yes. 
So there's this abandoned house that like Kevin's uncle owns and he sets up booby traps in it. I definitely feel like this is the like we have home alone to it uh, or we have home alone to at home meme <laughs> this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of hoping for some more kind of shenanigans of uh outsmarting the thieves. Yeah. But just the hole yeah, in the he, newspaper. <laughs> That's all you need. Um, they, There's monsters. There's no monsters in Home Alone too. True. Ex- except right. for except for the big orange uh White House monster. But uh <laughs> nice. And also uh the monster of capitalism. There we go. Oh yeah. Fully present. Although yeah. these uh <laughs> these two protagonists are coming from very different classes for sure. Yeah. And also, the pigeon lady's a monster, even if uh, Christopher Columbus, <laughs> even if Christopher Columbus tried to argue otherwise. <laughs> Jesus, uh, my favorite line again. I don't know if this is in yours or not, but one of the thieves goes, "Why are you crying? What kind of man are you?" After he, you know, kidnapped and hogtied a child and held a knife to him or whatever, and mm-hmm. Ichiro goes, "I'm a young man that's scared." <laughs> What kind of man are you? I'm a young man that's scared. It's so good. (laughs) In ours, the thieves are like, stop crying, don't be a sissy. And then uh, Ichiro's fine, like, even boys cry sometimes or something like (laughs) that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All of those are good. Every option is good. And Robert Smith watched that and was like, (laughs) are boys allowed to cry? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I don't know. I don't have much to say about the thieves. I, I, it's just yeah, a bummer that they are like child stealing idiots. Yeah, boops. Yeah, they're yeah. very. I mean, but it it was very like wet bandits dynamics between oh, yeah. the thieves. Um, totally, which is always fun. And again, this whole thing feels like a '90s schlock movie. Like I get Perfect. that Home Alone is a, a classic film, and and as it should be, but it is very like. Yeah. Um, there were lots of movies where there are just a couple of thieves who have to outsmart a child. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about those guys, though. I liked I liked uh, the the outfit of the the smarter thief. I thought he looked very cool and just like great look in general. He looked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he had a little bottle he was always drinking from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. The other one's like, yeah. we should go get some food. And he's like, no, we have to save our money as he's just drinking on an empty stomach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about the neighbor. I loved this dude. This dude is excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's fucking cool as hell. Did they... He's a toy maker, too, which is an awesome job. In yours, was it called a TV computer that he made? It was, I think it was just computer. It was like a child's computer or something, like yeah. a kid's computer. Okay, and mine, it was a TV computer. That's and fun, too. It is fun, and I was like, wow, I'm watching this TV on my computer. He made this shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, in, in ours, his name was uh, his name was Shinpei in ours. Okay, he's Yoichi in mine. How weird. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if it's first and last, or I didn't. I didn't do my do IMDb no. diligence this time. In ours, it's Shinpei Minami. Oh, so. that's maybe they call him Yoshi. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> uh, I did think it was weird that he had no problem with the police just busting into their house to 
I thought that was they, really weird. They go into his house without knocking, and it's unlocked to tell him to lock his car. Yeah. But they walk into his <laughs> unlocked house. <laughs> like, they're not like, might Which... well lock this door, bro. <laughs> like... Which also, yeah, they, so ours, I think, is a little different. Um, they go, the police go, and they say, like, oh, you have a car out front. You should be wary because we think those thieves are going to try to steal another car. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're like, go lock your car. But, oh, mine was both. It said that, so you might as well okay. might make sure Maybe it's locked. Maybe they didn't mind. But, uh, yeah, it, it just made me think, like, are they going up to everyone who has a car yeah. and being like, hey, watch <laughs> out, some thing. thieves uh, might be looking to steal a car. I mean, I guess this is a depressed part of town. Yeah. Maybe there are there just aren't that many but, cars around. I think and... so. But I think there's a few cars. Like, um, I think there's like those two cars. And then like, I don't know if y'all's but, had this line, but this was my favorite part with the neighbor is towards the end, after the thieves have stolen it, like he goes over and he's like, "This car looks familiar. Familiar. Where have I seen it? Hey, this is my car." <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's it's also not. It's not his car, right? Like, it's someone else's car that he's selling for them. I, I thought it was his car I, that that other guy was selling oh, for him. Oh, maybe that's what it was. I don't, yeah, I you're think, right. I think you're right. I think that's it. Okay. Um, Very strange. <laughs> yeah. But did the police know that the thieves were in this part of town? Uh, no. I think the bank robbery wasn't that far away, and so that's why they were going everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Let's check the oh, massage parlor. Well, Let's check. Well, they found the thieves' car, mm-hmm. and so oh, that's right. I figure they found it in proximity to, you know, the apartment. I guess this, this all just take does take place over one day. I guess I forgot yeah. about that. For some reason, I, th- I was thinking it was like a couple days. Maybe because in the flashbacks, the weather changes so often. It, how can how can it be one day? Um. Well, let's let's get into this uh, this this fantasy world. Um, okay, maybe Gabra. I have to share something with y'all. I know this is really overtrodden ground to make fun of this person, but Gabra looks to me or Gabra, whatever it is, like if somebody woke Donald Trump up from a nap and he didn't have his makeup yet on yet and he was very upset and I was on acid and looked at that, that's what Gabra looks like to me. As, as soon as you said, I know it's trot, overtrodden ground that uh, making fun of this person, I was like, oh, it's going to be Donald Trump. Yeah, totally, which we've already brought up before because he was in Home Alone 2. Coincidence? Yeah. I don't Ooh. think so. Uh, so that made me be like, well, you know, I don't like talking about politics too much on here, but <laughs> who else is in the cast of this? So hear me I, out. What do y'all think? I think Minya is Biden. Okay. Dark I, Minya. I think Godzilla is gotta be Hillary. Like he's just, he's just like bossing Biden around and just being Whoa. a fucking belligerent asshole. Like, just like, oh, like I'm going to help you by you helping yourself and blah, 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 whatever. And then, of course, Ishiro is Elon Musk because he builds technology that only works in his dreams, right? It's like I the whole, you liked Ichiro. the whole picture. Well, this and is a pro Elon Musk podcast. I thought. Oh, I'm stick shit. with the canon. I, I'm so yeah. I forgot. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. I forgot. We're Bart back. knows our podcast more than we We're do. We're steady again. Anyway, yeah, I couldn't stop thinking of Trump with this dude with that orange hair. It was uh, yeah. okay. The hair. 
sorry, the hair especially, because I feel like there's been times where I've seen Trump where it kind of looks like that kind of a little bit more sparse uh, and like, yeah. like Gavra's hair was. Just kind of like tufts of it that just looks like complete shit. Um, if, totally. If, yeah. if we're talking about this in terms of political figures in time in our yeah. current era, I'm going to say Godzilla is Joe Biden. Okay. Um, uh, Manila is Hunter Biden. And, <laughs> and uh, Gabara is having an awesome life. And... <laughs> Joe Biden really wants Hunter Biden to stop having an awesome life and defeat that. And <laughs> in, yeah, and it's a sad story, ultimately. That's so like, I, yeah, like Biden is definitely like, dude, Minya, you got to fucking fight this dude. And Minya's like, I'm kind of just having fun over here. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think Gab- Gabra was uh, Shinzo Abe because he got fucking rocked. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, all valid, all valid. Can I, um, can I say? And I would. I, I don't know how you edit this or how you could do this, but Gabra sounded fucking awesome. And I don't know if you have anything in any of your Godzilla books about how they created the sounds for these creatures for the kaiju in general. But I, I might. Thought... I forgot Honda did this one, so I have a book with info on it. Um, you don't need to look yeah, this I, up right now, but I, I just, it, I thought he sounds so cool, and Manila sounded like a little piggy, and and <laughs> I, I think if you could edit those in, and so you could hear back to back how cool that sound is versus how fucking dorky and loser the uh, Manila's little sound is, it, it'll be come Kiki. yeah, not fun. <laughs> You got it. Uh, you got it. I I do have a book right here that probably tells me, but yeah. I don't. I don't. It's okay. Not not. This I moment. didn't look uh, through either of my books for this episode. Um, Beth, but yeah, that's okay. I, I forgot. Have. People made this shit. This is such a weird <laughs> one. I I don't know. I kind of like Gabra. I thought his attack was his pink glowing horn and then electricity grab I, was fucking sick. I, I I liked his electricity stuff a lot. Yeah. It it looks pretty cool in my opinion i know probably a lot of people thinks it doesn't look probably don't think it looks cool because it's a very kind of cheap if non-realistic effect but uh i don't know i thought it looked pretty neat with the like when the electricity course through their bodies Godzilla should sick. adopt gabara i think that yeah. would be <laughs> yeah <laughs> i totally oh uh, that's and a sitcom should... right there yeah. <laughs> fuck yes and uh what would he do with manila I don't know what. Throw him into the ocean. It doesn't matter to me at all what happens to Manila. Feed him to or the praying mantises. Keep him to teach. Keep him to teach Gabra how to bully. Maybe. <laughs> oh yeah. The one thing I was thinking about when you said earlier, this is not the only time that we see. Um the monsters speaking Japanese. It, um, I think it also happens in Godzilla versus Gagan. Uh, okay, it's just through speech bubbles. Oh my God. What? There, this is yeah, one of the few I haven't seen. I hell yes. Uh, 
it's it's okay, but the the characters are great. It's it's a fun movie. But Hell yeah, yeah. the Anchorus and Godzilla talk to each other. They like make monster sounds, but there's little like speech bubbles that appear. <laughs> That's oh, hilarious. Yes. Um there's also the one where you were a guest, uh where uh the it's not really them speaking Japanese, but the the Shobijin uh, translate with the monsters or something. Oh yeah, that's um, right. So that's that that's wasn't the same that lines. wasn't Astro Monster. That was a, a Ghidorah three headed monster. That's, um, oh okay, that's true. but yeah, good shit. That one's yeah. man, I miss the Shobijin yeah. so much. They rule. They do. Um, should we move on to the little turd bullet? I don't know what else is there to say that even... we've <laughs> we've not said. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Gabara was ugly. <laughs> he was an ugly character, but there's something kind of cool to him, though. Uh, definitely not as uh, offensively ugly as Manila. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, I did have yeah. one thought about Manila, and it was another. It's another thing about the sound. I, I was trying to figure out why it sounded like they recorded the Japanese for him, like in a tunnel. Or, like, it doesn't sound like yeah. anything else in the movie. Like, they could have just... Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't it think sound... they're used to uh, voiceover. I guess. It just doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> they must have used it at some point in this in mm-hmm. in this series, but it... Where it sounds like they have, like, a, a can in, like, whatever they used in... Um, Ah, oh, fuck. What's the movie about the, the country band um, bank robbers who... Uh, oh, Brother Yeah, Rob. No, yeah, wait. yeah, what George Clooney's singing into in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlie, did you have another point you wanted to make about Gabra? Um, I just... I, I really thought the choice to give him just balding red hair on his head is just very funny <laughs> and like like in a combo with like you know weird mix between a reptile burn victim like skin yeah. like <laughs> so weirdly textured and interesting but like kind of unique you know yeah just such I, a I snotty little shit i definitely don't I mean, he's just a very weird kaiju yeah <laughs> but uh yeah. Also, I don't know. His horns are just very small and just kind of useless and just there for uh, decoration, which I don't know. Totally. It, it's just it's weird, dude. Um, but uh, I, I dig electricity, baby. I wouldn't be here on this uh, podcast episode without it. <laughs> so one going back to Minya, one thing that is so weird to me in this movie is that he is the way that I could tell the scale makes no sense, which you kind of talked about Charlie, but like Ishiro and Minya are the same size, but then Minya is two thirds Godzilla's size, which means that Ishiro is two thirds Godzilla's size. Well, we see Manila like actually enlarge himself. Oh, we Um, do? Yeah, when he fights Gabra, it's actually very weird. Was that because... the weird shot with like the? Yeah, yeah, yes. that's that's him growing. The the the, the stuttering um, crotch shot, as we call it. Yes. Um, yeah, 
But but you don't always see him switching sizes. So I, I just know, thought he correct. was flying. Like yeah, because okay, all right. Yeah. Um. There's also it's also kind of weird because when we first see him switch sizes like that, he had just tried to join in a fight against uh, Kumanga, and he was like, "Oh no, I'm worthless. I can't help." But then he goes and fights Gabra, and when he fights Gabra, he enlarges himself. So it's kind of like, why didn't you enlarge yourself to fight Kamanga if you have that ability to do that? That's... Can you can you be so ugly that it makes you even stupider? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, you know, I really like M- Manila. Can't hear this, but your ugly friends can. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Uh, um, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that uh, Ishiro dropped a rock on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. And I got to say, of, his it was kind of a fun fight mm-hmm. at the end. It was fine. You yeah. Know. the 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 thing with the tree branch was pretty funny. The log, like yeah. jump on this log. Yeah, he's definitely going to walk on this conspicuously yes. placed. Well, and you'll be able I don't to remember him. that. He, he, I think I was not fully paying attention during the last fight. Mm. He tells him, like, uh, Ishiro's like, wait till Gabra steps on the end of this log, then jump down and hit the other end oh. and launch Gabra. Okay, yeah, yeah, when he jumps down the cliff which, um, to launch him. Which, by the way, looks horrible, the shot of him falling. Um, Dude. It looks really, really bad. There's so much falling in this movie. That's like the fourth or fifth fall. Everybody's falling all the time, and most of them look pretty Maybe bad. Maybe it's some kind of statement. Yeah, definitely, dude. <laughs> about how if we don't stand up against capitalism together, we'll all fall. We all shall fall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I think that Minya needs to stop using his ring breath, it's useless, and just keep biting. The bites are so good. <laughs> well, isn't the ring breath... Uh... He's trying to do a, a stream of radiation breath, but he just sucks ass, so he just uh, <laughs> does the rings instead. Yeah, and yet, when he bites, yeah. he doesn't accidentally suck ass. He's just good at it, so just stick to what you're good at. That's all I'm saying. The, the, gotcha. the bit of Godzilla stepping on his tail and then <laughs> him being able to yeah blow his atomic breath correctly is a really good bit. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> well, that's just uh, footage from um, oh, oh, Godzilla. Godzilla. You're right, yeah. it is. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, see, but, it, but again, a year. A year break yeah. made yeah, it yeah. forget, and it's fine. Uh, I mean, that, that, that stuff is also kind of funny slash disturbing because it's like Godzilla being an abusive dad. He's just like... yes very mean and then he just kind of physically abuses his son to be like okay fucking there you go you useless shit other <laughs> than fucking needed reused footage that's like a, all godzilla is in this movie is like a fucked up dad like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much it yeah it's so weird this cultural no, icon <laughs> there's no redeeming Holding his son while they freeze uh, <laughs> together at the end of this, like in Son of Godzilla. 
Do you think that this was like because it's a child's perspective? It's like, oh, parents are scary and Ishiro's dreams, or do you think they just didn't think about it? I don't think they thought about it because otherwise, I think they might have put in more about Ichiro's actual dad to be more reflective of sure. Godzilla and, and him being kind of more, at least, if not physically abusive, um, you know, just more blunt and kind of uh, strict and I, I started, uh, cold. I started thinking about, like, I wonder what, like, kind of child-rearing culture was like in Japan in the late 60s and maybe this sort of like heavy-handed parenting thing Mm. was kind of normal. Then I thought about it and at least within the Godzilla universe all the parents are really sweet and nurturing and like Mm. and like encouraging like studies Mm. but also creativity and like adventure and things like that and this doesn't seem normal at all. No, I, it's just very yeah. like, it's just this mean dad in a sea mm. of otherwise like <laughs> pretty nice parents throughout throughout mm. the series. He is a very ugly child. It's <laughs> okay. we keep forgetting this. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh. Well, we've kind of already touched on the reused footage. Do y'all want to jump to the parallels between the dream world and real world? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's bullying. There's there's um using your environment creatively to defeat an enemy. True. Um there's what else is there? Those are the two big ones for me. There's well, friend, specific- friendless losers, but <laughs> specifically I thought it was interesting that Gabra is like a manifestation of the bully. But then also becomes a parallel of the thief. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I don't think that means anything or any meaning could be found in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of laziness, I think. Yeah. It yeah. just is lazy writing, but... but that... Gabra is just a representation of uh, any... of all of... Uh, obstacles i guess or things you need to be brave against i guess the kid yeah things Um, you need to hurdles you need to get over and stand up against i'll say this i'll say this is he became a parallel to the thief before ichiro really had to deal with the thief at all yeah and i think it goes the other way around where he took his experience in the dream world and applied it to dealing mm. with a thief That's rather right. than yes 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 rather than uh the thief manifesting in his dreams and mm. i think and um so yeah he's i mean he's doing uh like essentially some sort of very rudimentary psychoanalysis on himself and uh, becoming a better person because of it is what, what my takeaway is that he's, he's taking his dreams very seriously and applying it to his life. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. And he's learning the lessons from his own dreams to fight the battles that other people can't help him with. So guys, he had the courage in him the whole time. 
You know what I'm saying? I love that for him. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Manila is a part of him. Yeah. Is a part of of him. And that's why when uh, Manila uses his breath, and it's important that he doesn't just bite, because that teaches uh, Ichiro to use the fire extinguisher. No, uh, Ichiro biting the thieves would have been way more effective, and (laughs) I'm afraid (laughs) of pretending it wouldn't be. He he did bite them, (laughs) too. I mean, when... uh, when he's getting out of the car, oh, does he right. bite one of their hands? <laughs> you're right. Yeah, Fuck yes. Yeah. So I think there's a direct parallel between, right, Ishiro and Minya. Like, Minya is like, oh, I don't have any friends, and so does Ishiro. And then Minya has to learn to be mm-hmm. brave, so Ishiro can, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we have Gabra as the bully, Minya as Ishiro, and then you know, kind of Godzilla as the parental figure. So I feel like if they really wanted to drive these parallels home, and I know it'd be different in your version, but I think it would have been really good if they had a scene where Godzilla is sitting with Rodan at work and Rodan's like, hey, are you having trouble with your kid, Minya? He's not normal. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I feel like that would have really tied a nice bow on this, but you know, they didn't ask me my opinion. I guess the um, the jet could be um, the equivalent of pollution on Monster Island. Sure. Yeah. I think uh, I think Ichiro just uh, is based as fuck, and he hates the military. That too. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That too. That's sick. Um. So okay, so Ichiro, we kind of talked about this, but he shows us he learns to be brave. By, like, fighting the bullies and frightening the worker? Like, it's kind of weird. He's very weird. Like, they're, just, they're not really teaching him to be brave. He's fine. He's just choosing a tactic, which is running. But they're teaching him to just beat people up. I don't know. I know. Um, and it's also, he, like, uh... Yeah, he really beats up Gabra. Like, Gabra doesn't really seem to stand a chance against him. But I feel like that's a very kind of dangerous uh, message to put out there. <laughs> like, just stand up your bully. You'll easily be able to beat them up. Like, stand I up feel like thieves. that's not how it's going to go for 99% of bullied people. <laughs> hey, children, if you get kidnapped. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Stand up against that knife wielding uh, thief. <laughs> yeah, don't be a fucking chicken. Stand up to the knife. <laughs> oh, that's wild. It sucks. Bite the thief. Kid, you can do it. Kids don't dream anymore. They just watch surviving knifed attacks or whatever that's called on YouTube mm-hmm. and they're fine. You know, yeah. cool. I, I mean, but if we're saying that, you know. They heavy-handedly in the beginning kind of made capitalism be the monster in his real world. And how do you deal with monsters? You stand up to them violently. Mm. Is this movie telling with us communism. to violently attack capitalism? <laughs> this is just occurring to me, but it seems the only rational reading. Well, and it is it is weird that they don't, like, it is, it is clear that this kid's problems are basically economic and structural and and the bullies are just kind of like a small piece of that. And they really Mm. drive the point home early on that like, man, all of this sucks because, because 
he's poor. And mm-hmm. and at the end, they're like, they've just completely disregarded that whole opening of this movie and are, are like, nah, he's, he's happy now because his yeah. friends respect him. And you can, mm-hmm. you can be happy too as long as, like, you win your... The strangers respect through violence, <laughs> yeah. um, which is a, a bizarre message. I, I don't know. It, don't know it really feels like the beginning, like, I don't think they're thinking, oh, let's make a movie critiquing capitalism, obviously. But in the beginning, they're like using real world problems or maybe they were. I don't know. But they're using real world problems real-world situations, and so the themes come out naturally, and the critiques come out naturally, and it all kind of interlocks, you know, like all these different things interlock, but then the the liberally thing happens where they're like, well, we have to push these certain ideas, so we'll just take them out of, like, they just definitely just didn't think about it at the end. I don't know what I'm trying to say, it's just... Yeah. It's it's not natural anymore. It's not actually... Call, the yeah. solutions aren't something they're pulling from real life anymore. I mean, it, again, it, it feels very much like, like the solution is just to like first day in prison, beat up the toughest guy in yeah. there, you know, like <laughs> totally. It's like just apply that. It's what I do to every life. time I go to prison, you 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 poor person. <laughs> Works great, yeah. Um, which you know, not a great children's movie, but I think a lot of children's <laughs> no. movies sort of like work that way i can't don't ask me inside any sources you'll have to just trust my gut on this one but Uh, no i i i agree with you and i don't have any sources but um a lot of the time the messages aren't always the greatest yeah uh although it does at least this movie like i said before it does at the end come back to him talking to his mom and being like i understand you have you got to do what you got to do to get your money and i don't hold against you because that's just the system we live in. Um, so it is kind of nice that it does go back to that. That is very but, nice. Yeah, it's 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 not the the applied um, the applied actions that uh, really hammer home any kind of good message. I mean, right. that is a nice message, but it, because it's only one sided, it's kind of it's sweet, but it's also like accept your lot in life. Like, mm-hmm. don't, uh, don't steal because you'll be an evil child kidnapper. Uh, don't worry about moving out of the city. Like, just live here, fight the bullies, be okay with not seeing your parents. It's pretty rough, but that scene is still sweet. It's just in the context of everything else, it's a little hard yeah. to swallow. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I was just pointing out that it is kind of nice that they go, I think. 100%. They could have very easily have not had that in there, and I, I think that that does add something to it, that they do go back to that and put that in at the end. It's a very but, sweet scene. It's yeah. very... it's. I'm glad it's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, So one thing this movie I feel like we haven't really talked about that... it. So he doesn't have anybody, like... Oh, he's dealing with these... The headphones. What's going on? Just, I thought the thing you're going to say that we haven't talked about is how he finds headphones oh. and he wears them in, <laughs> nope. on Monster Island all the time. That, okay. that's, that's, that wasn't it, uh, but it's okay. pretty cool. Is that close? He's like, finally, headphones. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I wonder if they work too. No, the thing we haven't <laughs> talked about that I kept thinking about was, so he's getting bullied and he doesn't have his parents to talk to because capitalism sucks. So he has to rely on himself. And what does he do? It's kind of this dream world. It's escapism, right? Like he even lays there mm. closing his eyes being like, Minya, take me. Minya, it's like, please let me smoke weed and play video games and not think about work. Like let me just go into it. But I don't know. I'm just curious what that's saying because like escapism is often seen as like bad, but also this is where mm-hmm. he learns all his lessons because he has no other options. That's true. And he teaches himself his lessons. Through <laughs> a franchise that we're not sure whether or not in the movie is a <laughs> franchise or not, right? It's yeah. this very weird thing of like, is consumerist escapism good because capitalism <laughs> is so bad that that's your best <laughs> bet? I don't know. <laughs> it's a thick, thick, chunky soup of questions for me there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure none of those questions were on Honda's mind when he made them. <laughs> no. Hey, Honda's a complicated man, but I agree. Uh, yeah, buy toys, then that will replace your parents. Get really into Godzilla, yeah. and then your dad can stay pretending he has a train job. I guess that's it there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know where to take that, but I think your your thought is correct in that, like, it is, I sort of can endorse, like, slackerism as an idea, you yeah. know, I, I, I don't necessarily subscribe to it, and I think it would be bad if we all did, but, uh, but I'm just glad you endorse my lifestyle, thank you. No problem, buddy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I guess comparing it to like, I want to just like smoke weed and play video games. Like I think all the time about how, when I was, um, before I did like lots of drugs, I thought like there might be answers in there somewhere. And then like I did a lot of drugs. I'm like, ah, no, there's no answers there at all there. <laughs> you know, and anything like I did get was like something I already had in me and maybe yeah. wasn't like I... this clear yet, but um, I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I remember there was one time where I was like really, really depressed and upset, um, specifically over a girl. Um, and then I, I took acid one night and just had like a great adventure and kind of like um, adventure mostly in my mind and exploring this place I'd never been. Uh, but it just kind of opened my mind and looking at things in different ways. And like, I was just completely cool with everything the next day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, once again, that's, that's stuff that's inside me that it has to just help bring out the answers. Yeah. yeah I mean, I definitely but, think my life would be in a completely different place. I would have completely different politics and viewpoint if it weren't for revelations mm-hmm. that I had on psychedelics, but oh, just yes. like, just like, uh, Ishiro, uh, or Ishiro, he had it in him. He just had to get a vehicle, mm. which was, you know, the technology slash uh, dreamscape he created to access those places. Yeah, a nap. So, uh, sometimes you just got to take a nap. Sometimes you just got to take a nap. So we do have it in us all the time, which is nice. And that's that's the thing that's recurring here, I'm noticing, is like there's all these really nice sentiments if you don't look at the flip side or the context um, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, but you can't just nap. You need parents. Like you can't just, (laughs) you know, (sighs) 
All right, y'all want to do some awards? Yeah. Um, giant Condor. I'm glad they brought they brought the giant Condor back. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Brought him back or just replayed the footage? Either way, good to see him. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Manda. Um, they it, we only saw it sh- saw it show its head, and then we never saw him again. Right? Manda. He popped up for a couple yeah. shots, I think. I don't remember, man. I, I skipped through the reused footage. It was like so. at the very beginning, they were like showing all these monsters around Monsters Island, and they just show oh. like a couple of shots, maybe of Manda coming out of some rocks. Fuck but yeah! Then never comes back later. Uh, it's funny but, how much I yeah. love seeing the worst ones. Like if it's Varan or Manda, I'm like, oh yeah, you did it. Even though they're like, I mean, objectively terrible, though they're both like objectively cool looking. Uh, sure, um, all right. Uh, and neat, uh, but uh, yeah, they in the roles of their movies and the franchise, they suck ass. Totally. <laughs> All right, y'all, dumb cop of the week. I, I mean, that asshole who came into their house. I mean, I know there were two mm. of them, but they're as a unit. Yeah. That asshole who came into their house and was like, "Do you have a car outside?" Like, <laughs> y- yes, I. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Totally. That, that that's my that's my pick too um because like i said before like what are they going up to everyone who owns a car and being like hey just so you know some thieves are looking to steal some car may, might be looking to steal some cars so y'all this watch is out. A, it's this is a no god's first we all have the same one hell yeah <laughs> uh i also want to give a special shout out to the st louis uh metropolitan police because my car was uh broken into on thursday night the window was shattered and my backpack was stolen that Whoa. had uh had my hundred dollar headphones and then um i'm reading the first and book in lbj's uh in robert Caro's lbj biography and i was 700 pages into like an 850 page book um i was gonna fucking finish it this weekend and they, they took that but uh i'll some I started a new job, all my notes uh, that I've been taking during training, which is a ton because it's pretty complicated stuff, uh, took all that, including some paper that had my social security on it mm-hmm. and my ID badge for work that uh, gets me into computers and stuff. Um, anyway, so I had to file a police report uh, specifically to get that ID badge replaced. Fucking... I call, they tell me to wait there. I wait for over an hour. There's like seven other cars that are also waiting. And then I call back and they say, oh, why don't you just go home and call in the morning? They, they like to take calls anyways, uh, and it'll be hours before they get to you. Call the next day. They tell me, oh, sorry, you're going to have to call back tomorrow. It's too late. Call back the next day at 2. They don't get back to me until 3.30 a.m. What the <laughs> fuck is that? They call me at 3.30 a.m. And what? obviously I don't answer my phone. And they leave a message just like, oh, you're going to have to try again tomorrow. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and then when I do finally get a hold of them, everyone I talk to is just like the rudest motherfuckers. Uh, Wait, they, the police? I mean, obviously. What? The... <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. I know this is all just shit everyone knows uh, <laughs> no, already. No, it sucks which to I go through, already, dude. But just, I mean, like, getting... having to fucking deal with it. Also, like I said, it's this new job, yeah. and they stole something that's supposed, that's, like, high, kind of, like, security type of stuff that, uh, um, and they, the my job needs me to file this police report, and it's just like, 
fucking stressing out over, it, over all this stuff, and they're just rude as shit to me. Get, um, calling you at 3.30 in the morning is very, very yeah, strange. Yes. <laughs> the worst part of it all... The worst part of it, of it all is they didn't even come to your house beforehand to warn you that your car might get broken into. <laughs> yeah. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. yeah. yeah what are what you even doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just... Uh, I wanted to throw out my personal experience with the police this week, which obviously is not uh, that bad in comparison to most people's interactions with the police, but it's just... I just want to throw out that this infuriating thing where, you know, people always like, oh, you say you hate the police. Well, what are you going to do uh, when you get something stolen? Like, honestly, all I need is just fucking paperwork to show other people yeah, that, totally. <laughs> that I have official, this officially happened. Like, I have no hopes that they're going to find anything. No, they're yeah, not anyway. looking for it. No. no. Yes. So. I, I just want to throw out my personal Totally. The most recent experience. I'm yeah. sorry all your shit got stolen. That mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, I mean, like, I, the worst thing is really just that ID badge because now I have to go through all the shit at work. Every morning I have to go through security and I have to call someone to, like, come down and vouch for me. And now, like, we're waiting to be sent home, but I can't be sent home until I get a new ID badge. Does that... And they're taking long as fuck. Does that mean what? I could show up at your work and call you and you could vouch for me and then I could come <laughs> in and do whatever it go. is you do? Uh, yeah, theoretically. Fantastic. I mean, you don't I need mean, to do that to get through. You stole his ID out of his car, and so That's you can just true. get in. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to get through a, a TSA, basically, so it's not like well, you could bring anything and do anything damaging. Well, Praxis Award goes to me for stealing <laughs> yes. Charlie's shit. Well, also, no, Praxis Award yeah. goes to Ichiro for cheering as the planes go down. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, that's awesome. What do you What do you got, Charlie, for Praxis Award? What was my Praxis? I think I was just gonna say robbing a bank, even though the the yeah no, they turn out to be kind of dicks, but very valid. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah! Oh yeah. Um, my Praxis Award is the neighbor for doing childcare for his uh for his friends. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Um, I was gonna say my other Praxis Award. I was thinking uh, just like uh, Bart's is uh how Godzilla teaches his son how to breathe radiation on, onto a downed planet. <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> so I just picture like there's survivors and they're like, oh my God, we're still alive. We're going to get out. And then they're just practicing Teaching Manila on. to double tap. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Favorite shot. I'll go first. I haven't gone for, yet, first yet. Uh, there's a lot of falling in this movie, but my favorite is when Ichiro falls down the hole and it kind of looks like space going around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was fucking tight. Liked it. Um, I was going to say when Ichiro's running from Gabra and he's like panting and then does the overlap of Gabra's face chasing after him. It's kind of a, mm-hmm. an opaque kind of overlap uh, onto the screen. That, that was kind of neat. Um, I also like the shots of uh, him and Godzilla fighting and electricity is being shot through Godzilla. Just kind of neat. Nothing special, though. Um, yeah. the the airplane that he's on that weird kind of like oh yeah psychedelic i i don't even remember it's been like two weeks since i watched this movie now but that that yeah. weird weird uh hazy dream shot of him like yeah. going up to the cockpit and the plane is flying itself yes and like 
But yeah, I meant to bring that up earlier. That whole shot's just so weird. Or that whole scene. Because he's having this dream of he's on this plane, this packed plane of them all taking a trip to Monster Island. And the on the plane, they're like, all right, we're on our way to Monster Island. And then all of a sudden, they, it blinks and all the people are gone. And he's by himself. I, I don't understand exactly what they're trying to say there. But it, it, it worked in terms of it just being kind of cool and uh, um, giving a, a sweet vibe. One of the first, like psychedelic things that they're doing in a Godzilla movie, which we'll, we'll get a little more of, but there's, I, I really dig it. Yeah. I, I, I like that a lot. A very twilight zone esque uh, kind of feel to it too. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Uh, rating. This is on just the S through, through F scale. Uh, I'll go first again. I'm going to give this one, I think I got to give it a D. I'm, I'm between D and F. I'm going to give it a D minus. That's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a D for Donkey Kong. Um, uh, Donkey Kong is better. D for Donkey Kong is better than Manila. Um, nice. But uh, maybe they should do a Manila Kong. <laughs> uh, that's my full rating um uh yeah not not a good movie uh, i think that's the worst rating i've ever given one and it should be and if it isn't then uh uh, uh you can refill in my rating to be worse than it is a strong oh, yeah, d a high d nice yeah i yeah. the the character I movie. yeah i loved it <laughs> yeah i mean the characters uh and like the the real life story makes up a little bit for a lot of the mm-hmm. kind of disappointing shit. And yeah, they cut their losses and made it an under 70 minute movie. And I think mm-hmm. fucking awesome. I, as far as terrible movies go. Yeah. Yeah. I also gotta say, I mean, I appreciate it for just being so such a weird, unique uh, thing. You, you gotta, you gotta respect something about yeah. that. That it's just this very singular uh, idea behind this movie, and also um, basing a monster off of a future U.S. president was a pretty bold <laughs> move. I mean, to to be fair, I was way less bored rewatching this than a lot of ones we've watched. Like watching one yeah. twice in a week or two, even good movies, I get kind of bored. I've seen it already, but like, mm. it was fine. I kind of I kind of like the kid, man. Kind of like him. Yeah, yeah I I. Uh... Also, I should point out, I, I mentioned before we started recording that I don't think I really gave this an honest uh, watch. I only watched it twice. Uh, once, me and Rabbit watched it together, and we were talking and laughing during a lot of it, so that wasn't a serious watch. And then my second time watching it, I was taking notes the entire time, and uh, so that wasn't really a serious watch either. So, who knows? Maybe I'd rate it better. The DNA scene, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll watch it again uh, a few more times this week so I can just get a real good solid grip on it and I'll report back to you next episode on Hell what yeah. my final rating is. Do it, do it. Real quick no. before we close up, like real, real quick. I wanted to last week or last episode I said if there was another planet in parallel orbit behind the sun, yes. we wouldn't be able to see it. And I stand by that we wouldn't be able to see like the physical thing, but I do 
want to point out that I forgot that uh, planets have gravity and that it would affect mm-hmm. gravitational objects around it. And so we would planets know it's we would know yeah. it's there, but we okay. might not actually see what it looks like. I've been thinking Makes about sense. that for the last like three weeks or whatever, yeah. and I just want to get it out there so that there's only one man who could figure out who can do what it takes to figure out what it looks like. That man is Elon Musk. That's right. Hell yeah. That's why we're having him on next week. All right. Uh, well, thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at NoGodsPod. You can email us, NoGodsPod at gmail.com. You can find Elbarto at ElbartoArmy on Twitter. And uh, if you want to support the show, you can rob a bank but have like a fucking getaway plan so you don't have to kidnap a child. But uh, make sure to hold it, carry a knife with you in case you do have to kidnap a child. <laughs> Parody, not actionable.